0: Another edition of New York Groove coming in. I gotta be honest, I have no idea what this music we're playing coming out is. Who is this, Vince? What artist is this? Silk Sonic,
1: my friend. Silk Sonic. Silk.
0: How big is... Is Silk Sonic a one-person job, or is it multiple people? No,
1: Silk Sonic is like a super group, dude. It's Bruno it's Mars and
0: Anderson Pock. Who's Anderson Fock?
1: Pock. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tupac.
0: <two> Anderson <laughs> Anderson Flock? <laughs> who, who is this guy? Where, he, where did he come from? He I know, he, I know who Bruno Mars. P A A K.
1: All right, you oh, uncultured like, well, like Wolf, swine, like,
0: Wolf, like, Wolf, like Wolfgang Puck. They're related, I'm assuming. Puck. Who, who is Anderson? What is he? What did he do?
1: He was. Uh, what is he popular? for? He, he was, was on the stage this very Super Bowl halftime show. He no, was not Yes, he was. No, he yes, wasn't. he was. He was playing
0: drums. No, no they had they had Eminem, uh-huh. uh huh, Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. um, Mary J. Blige. Okay. I'm surprised um, you know who
1: these people are. Okay. I don't
0: know who they are. Uh but I, the only I m song I know is Mom's Spaghetti. Um I and don't know. yeah, it's a Mom's. Way.
1: Mom's Spaghetti that that is the title. By the way, if you that's look up Mom's Spaghetti on Spotify, that's the song.
0: No, that's not, no, that's not the title. The title's um <laughs> 7 Mile Is that it's something with a mile, with a mile, right? <laughs> yeah, you got right?
1: you got miles to go, man. You're 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 trying though. I like it's it. seven.
0: It's seven mile, right? You're Isn't close. There's Taylor, another, Taylor, you.
1: There's another mile in there.
0: Yeah, miles. Seven miles. Eight mile. Oh, eight miles. Can... Oh. <laughs> what do you... Well, I look. The mom spaghetti song is good. I like that one. Like it's got a good catch. Catchphrase. How, how's your
1: stuff. mom's spaghetti? Does she make good spaghetti?
0: Very tasty. Very good spaghetti. Very All right. Well, that's
1: good. Very that's tasty. good. Glad to hear that.
0: You know, Vince. Um, I don't like to be stale. Okay. Something that annoys me in this industry is every single time we listen to sports radio out there, right? And me and you are are both sports radio fans. We both follow sports and stuff. I felt like after baseball was locked out at the beginning of the week that every single sports radio host had the exact same opinion on it. No one was original. Every single person was upset that baseball was not being played, hated on Rob Manfred, called him an idiot, hated the owners, hated the player. Everybody had the same upset take. So I look at that as an opportunity to dive more into why baseball is actually shutting down and why baseball is actually upsetting me. And those people all did me a service. Every single national sports radio host out there and every single sports beat writer out there and every single insider that that was out there who clearly that I don't even know how much of insiders we have anymore because all of them were wrong on every report they gave you. Every single one of them helped me out, Vince. You know what they helped me discover? What? That none of them, that they're all the problem. None of them are watching baseball to begin with. Because we've been doing this show for what? Maybe a year now, right? Yeah, yeah in that but range. If, if you've been paying attention to baseball over the last three seasons, Vince, this shouldn't have come to any surprise. This Them being locked out should not have remotely shocked you. Because even in the last year that we've been doing this show, we knew they were going to be locked out. We discussed the problems that they, this league was having. If you looked at two years ago, with the, during the COVID year, right? 2020. They only played 60 games in that season, Vince. They didn't play 60 games in that season because of COVID. They played 60 games in that season because the owners and the players bargained and bitched it to each other for, I don't know, two months when they uh, deciding on simply deciding on how many games to play and how much money to be paid. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with COVID. And they they allow you to continuously believe that years later that it had to do with COVID. It had nothing to do with COVID. They were trying to bargain a CBA. They couldn't for two months. And they wound up playing a 60-game season. In a year when you had a perfect opportunity, Vince, to actually grow your sport. Because you would have been the only damn sport on television. But instead, what did you do, Vince? You bitched. You whined. You complained. You argued with each other for so long. Your sport only played 60 games and didn't gain any notoriety. Every sports media host, every sports media insider— Every radio host, every TV personality that was out there this week that was so upset, right? They, they, were, they were so angry and so charged up and, and so pissed off that we're not playing baseball. And they couldn't believe that no one came to an agreement. You know what that proved to me, Vince? It proved to me that all of those guys are the exact problem baseball has because those guys aren't watching baseball aren't paying attention to baseball. Because if they were watching baseball and they were paying attention to baseball, Vince, this wouldn't have came to any surprise to them. They would have all known that that all the, the, the rules coming out, all the reports coming out, that there was optimism. They would have all seen right through that and knew that it was a bunch of bullshit. They would have all been able to realize that there's not a chance in hell that we're going to come out of a lockout, that these guys are going to meet for 72 hours only, and somehow in those 72 hours, they were going to resolve problems they've fought over the last five years. If you followed the sport the last three years, you would have known there was no chance that in three days they were going to solve all the problems of the sport. But instead, they sat there with their optimism. I heard radio hosts as early as Thursday morning as Tuesday morning of this week, as Monday morning of this week, Vince, on the radio, doing their open, saying, I'm still optimistic they're going to play. You are still optimistic. Clearly, if you're still optimistic that leading into the game, you haven't paid attention to a lick of baseball the last three years. You haven't. And that's the problem. That, to me, Vince, that proved the entire thing to me. So the story here isn't that they're not playing. The story isn't here that Rob Manfred's incompetent. The story isn't that, that you have millionaires and billionaires fighting over different issues back and forth, however they go. That's not the story, Vince. The story is the people who are supposed to be pushing your sport the most, the sports media, the radio personalities, the guys on WFN, maybe the biggest radio station that covers baseball in the entire country. Those guys are surprised that there's a lockout here. Because those guys weren't paying attention to your sport mints. That's the big issue here. It's not that we've got no baseball. It's we have the people that are in charge of pushing your sport the most, even those people don't watch. Even those people don't care. This all took all of them by surprise. So if it's taking big-time Jock Sports radio host by surprise, that works in the biggest baseball market in the country, well, damn. It's got to take the guy living on Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn by a lot of surprise. It's got to take the guy living in Nebraska that you're trying to desperately reach by a lot of surprise. And you know who it's really going to take by surprise, Vince? I don't care about the 75-year-old man who's going to complain they're not playing baseball this year. They're not going after him, or they shouldn't be going after him. You know who they're going after? The 8-year-old. And a sports jock radio host who's supposed to go home and watch the games like a diehard every single night? If it took him by surprise, how is it not taking an 8-year-old by surprise? The people you're trying to reach the most. Vince, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Well, yeah. I, like, the thing with baseball, it's funny because for the people that aren't paying attention, I mean, I, I don't know if it's as much their fault for not paying attention or baseball's fault for not being worth paying attention to. You know, and that's really well, that's where the problem, they've been. Though. Yeah, That's what it's, proves
0: the point to me. Is, is Baseball has not been interesting enough for those people that, that, that really make their living off of baseball. It hasn't been interesting enough for those people to pay attention to baseball. So then how the hell are you getting an eight-year-old to watch? Yeah, it's
1: it, it's not going to happen. They don't have young people that are excited about the game, and, and for a lot of reasons, right? It's like, okay, the video games aren't exciting as other video games because the sport isn't as exciting as other sports or other video games. and You know what I mean? So that's one of your problems. But then for the older people, you are losing that crowd. The excitement around baseball, what plays? I mean, for the time that I was doing national radio myself, right? Like The stuff that was interesting when it came to baseball had nothing to do with baseball. It was all steroids. It was all the cheating. Those are the things that actually gained traction. That's when anybody cared. But otherwise, if you were just talking about like, oh my God, Mike Trout's having a great month, like nobody cared. Nobody cared.
0: You know what? Maybe the sport has changed and and, and sure it can, but I heard a million lazy takes all week, Vince, on good start the sport in May anyway. No one really wants to watch in April anyway. I want to watch in April. Like I know I realize I'm the minority. I, I, I grasp that. I fully, fully, willingly admit that. My two favorite sports are baseball and hockey. Clearly, I'm the minority out there when it comes to sports fans. Now, I think if the little bit of ego I have can show on a national platform, and I think you'd admit this, I'm as pretty big of a sports nut as it comes out there, right? Like, I'm, I'm watching every single game I possibly can on television. I'm, I'm staying up late at night to watch more basketball games. I love sports. It I, I, resolved my entire life. But I want to watch games in April. I have no problem but I'm the only one that's admitting that I'm the only one that's going out there and saying that I'm actually interested in watching Mets baseball in April or Yankee baseball in April or Cubs baseball in April. People don't care if it starts in May and June or July people. And this is the problem Vince is if that's the actual thing, if you're a radio host who really in, in reality doesn't care, then just come to grips with that. You know, just follow baseball when you go to your three or four games a year that your buddies invite you to in July and you go out, you have four beers, you get home a little drunk and you had a good time at the Yankee game. Just serve baseball at that purpose. Don't come on the radio and give me this ultra outrage of how you can't believe they're not playing and how could they not figure this out. And baseball's incompetent because of X, Y, and Z. You didn't know that? That this wasn't obvious to you for the last five years? I mean, I think you just working with me over the last year, just from, from knowing where I come from in baseball, you knew baseball was this incompetent. I don't think it came to any surprise to you that baseball was locked out on Tuesday, did it?
1: No, I honestly shocked? it it felt as routine as like going to Wendy's and ordering a junior bacon cheeseburger. And like biggest, it just it happens I, all the time.
0: And and this isn't an insult to you, but the biggest baseball aspect of your life is the fact that you wear a Phillies hat a lot. You're not a big baseball guy. I'm not, because it's not a good sport and they don't
1: market well. Like that that's the problem, right? What what's what's the big problem with baseball? Okay, well, one, nobody knows who any of the players are. They're not relevant. Nobody cares. They're not on TV. They're not featured in music. They're nothing. They're just they're just people. They they're just mm-hmm. people. So that's one of your problems. Then when it comes to Player movement. What are the storylines? Is it exciting? One, there's 162 games, so every single game by default really doesn't, doesn't matter, matter all that much. So yep. you're devaluing every single game that you ever play. It takes the intensity out of everything. You can always go, oh, well, there's 145 other games.
0: We're still fine. So they don't, they don't, they don't feel like they matter until September.
1: Yeah, and they don't. Uh, the they, truth. they really don't. And then w- when you talk about star players, like part of the problem is, okay, for the few star players that people know, when they hit the market, okay, that's interesting for a couple of weeks, and but then they sign 30. somewhere. And then they're there for 10 years, and they're eating contracts for six of them. And you're like, what is the point of any of this? Like, it's just they don't max out anything well. The way the game is aged, the way society's moved, the, the sport has so many problems, and they're not equipped to deal with it. Instead, the problem is you have all these owners that understand it's profitable. They don't understand why it's profitable, and they're not willing to adjust to make it continue to be more profitable. They're trying to maintain what they've got right now. And that's why it's, they are dying. It's slowly,
0: pro- it's profitable because of its history. Simple as that, it's profitable because of the history that the sport offers, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's not a, that's it it. it, it doesn't intrigue the young mind, it doesn't.
1: No, if one of the things like shortening the season makes a lot of sense for a billion reasons, they should shorten the season. But they're not going to do that because, oh my God, the record books, what can we possibly do if we can't compare to the right You can do anything you want. Who cares about a record book when nobody's watching now, when nobody cares now? If you want to clutch to your record book, and, and all right, well, look at the TV ratings. How are they? Like, are, are you drawing the same way other sports do? Do people care about your playoffs as much? Like, you, they don't. It, it, nobody talks about it. And the people that do talk about it, they're league partners. And that's why they do it. They have a financial investment to do it. But the the number of people that come up to me and start a casual conversation about the Phillies, it's not often. It's
0: I've not I've, often. Slipped into, I've slipped into realizing that with baseball events, and again, it's my favorite sport. But I've slipped into realizing that baseball is just a regional sport. It's, it's becoming the MLS
1: which is upsetting
0: for where baseball was 50, 60 years ago. But baseball is the MLS. It's a regional sport that's only going to draw 20,000 people on a casual night. Maybe on a Saturday night against the Red Sox, the Yankees will draw 40,000. Yep. But it's only the Yankees that are drawing that. On a Saturday night, the, the Brewers are so drawing 20,000. And for a playoff game, they'll pack the ballpark, and people will get really interested when the team gets hot and gets good. But other than that, people aren't showing up to the ballpark. But again, it bothered me a lot because all the sports radio personalities that were out there it drove me insane because you're really just using this opportunity for, 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 for just being angry at something. The last two weeks are debatably the most boring two weeks in sports, right? Football's over. The, the, uh, the, the fanfare and the pomp and circumstance of the Super Bowl is worn off. Um, we don't College basketball's heating up, but it really doesn't start to heat up until March Madness begins in a week. They, uh, hockey's in the middle of its, uh, of its uh, dog days. Basketball's in the middle of the dog days. Vince, all we really have these two weeks are baseball pitchers and catchers reporting. That's what we have, is we have baseball starting, and it's exciting, and we're all ready for it to go. The fact that we don't have that, and the fact that all these sports radios, they were just looking for something to be outraged at. And and you know what? They'll forget about baseball in a week when March Madness starts. They will. Once St. John's goes on a run, or once a big school in the area goes on a run, they'll completely forget about entirely that baseball pissed them off. They will, because in reality, they didn't care about baseball to begin with.
1: They didn't care. They don't. They haven't cared for a long time because there's nothing that tells you to care. I mean, but then don't be
0: outraged. Then don't be outraged. Well, be look, the, the gamesmanship of
1: why people are putting out outrage and all—I get like they do it because they think that's what people want to hear. That's that's really what. When the truth is, nobody cares. You, you're better off having a better conversation of just going, "Oh, baseball had a lockout." Okay, what else is going on? Like you can't. Uh, I, it's just every year you have these conversations about how do we fix baseball and all that kind of stuff because it is broken. But at some point, if baseball it's not going to fix itself, you can't. You can't invest in it because it's not going to fix itself. The I mean it's the same you thing with people.
0: Base, the only way you fix baseball is off the field, Vince. It's you, you're not fixing baseball by sh- shaving fifteen minutes off the end of the game. You're not. Shaven, you're not fixing baseball by playing 153 games instead of 162. Those aren't doing anything. By having a pitch clock, by having a bullpen clock, that's not doing anything. I need highlights on Instagram, okay? Yeah. I need, I need, I need social media reels. I need players mic'd up. You know what I need? I need exactly what the NHL is doing right now. The NHL is on ESPN and TNT. They're growing faster than any sport right now. They have players mic'd up during games. They have players that are being interviewed during warmups on the ice that are accidentally cursing on live television that's what you need but you know what You're thing it shows personality it okay? does okay. it's great hockey TNT, players are
1: great personalities
0: and we've never and hockey hasn't grown in the last 20 years because we haven't seen that because there was no national television provider other than NBC that was showing that to us but now TNT's got a national game on three days a week they've got a sports panel crew just exactly I mean look at baseball's panel crew right it's a Rod and Big Poppy and Ken Rosenthal, who are all kind of having fun with each other, but they're afraid to have too much fun with each other. Yeah. Look at what TNT is doing with Shaq and Charles Barkley and, and, and Kenny and, and, and uh, uh, Ernie Johnson. Who, who is the guy that I'm, Ernie Johnson, yeah. Yep. Who are all having fun with each other, all busting shops, all saying things they probably shouldn't say on television, all making inappropriate jokes, referencing gambling, referencing stupid things that each other have done. And then look at what hockey's done with Liam McHugh, with Wayne Gretzky, with Paul Bissonnette. You have guys in the NHL broadcast, Vince, that are making fun of Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky's taking it and dishing it back. The greatest player of all time. Where is baseball doing that? But instead, baseball's breaking down a, a boring Cubs-Tigers game in the middle of June on, the, on, their, on, on a Sunday night. Because that's what they've got going. But, but, uh, hockey's got three nights a week. You know what they did on the TNT broadcast last week? The first night of the of the TNT broadcast this year, Wayne Gretzky wore the cheesiest sweater vest anyone's ever seen. Right? It was, it was, it was a cut off at the, at the sleeves, V-neck, with a tie, it was a horrible look. The NHL on TNT crew got their hands on the actual sweater vest and hung it from the studio ceiling and <laughs> retired the sweater vest on national television. They like like a retired jersey and rose into the rafters. That's funny. And, and they didn't talk a lick about Blues Blackhawks that was going to be played in 20 minutes. Yeah. Because no one actually cares. It's about the game. And then the next segment, they interviewed a player live on the ice while he was skating around warming up. And the player cursed like three times by accident because the interview they had with him is not – How do you see the pitch? How do you focus on a guy's movement there? How do you prepare for a game like this? No, the conversation was: How long ago did you eat chicken parm before the game today? Is it too long? Are you gonna fart on the ice while you're playing or no? (laughs) Like that funny stuff where the players are gonna have personalities. You're laughing, but that's the point. It is the point. Yes, it's
1: good. Give me that. I want that. Everybody wants that. All of this is entertainment that's what it is exactly. it's not this sacred dropped to us by the gods the reverence of baseball like get over yourselves you know that that era's come and gone nobody cares anymore you got to rebuild credibility with a whole new audience they haven't been able to do that so yeah it's like to see the lockout and and to be disappointed or surprised no this is how they've operated and the problem is it's not going to change anytime soon either you can you can make it about rob Manfred if you want fine the guy sucks sure. at his job but also he is a representative of the owners, and you've got to change over 30 ownership groups. you got to change over yep. 30 ownership groups if you want this to be productive because they're all complicit in this. That's what changes it. They're the people that govern the game more I than the players, say more all, than anybody.
0: I wouldn't say all. 27. I
1: mean, is he, is he you know what I mean? Calling?
0: Is Steve Cohen uh, Steve, in Steve
1: Cohen's been entertaining, you know? Yeah. He, he's out on Twitter. He's saying shit. He's causing problems with his own people. That's entertainment. He's throwing money around. But, he wants to there, win.
0: But there you go, Vince. That's the point. Uh, Vince, let me ask you this right now. Who is the owner of the Baltimore Orioles? No idea. And that's the point, though. We, but you know who the owner of the New York Mets is? Yeah. And the New York Mets are working. Who's the owner of the New England Patriots?
1: Yeah, Robert Kraft.
0: <laughs> that's my point. You know who the owners are of these other teams. Who's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks? Cuban. You know who the owners are of these teams. But you have, and, the, and that's not just those teams too. You know who the owner is of the Los Angeles Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers. You know who the owner is of the LA Rams. You know who the owner are of tons of teams around all of the sports, right? The, we know who the Jaguars owner is. The Jaguars might be the most irrelevant team in all of football. Everybody knows that Tony Khan owns the Jaguars. Well, who, how many baseball owners can you legitimately name? Steinbrenner, Cohen, who else?
1: Uh the the Phillies owners John Middleton, I know that just because because
0: you live in Philadelphia.
1: Honestly, I don't have uh I Magic Johnson's a minority owner of the Dodgers, I think. That's it. That's 82%. all I got. That's all I got. I
0: Exactly.
1: cuz I don't care. Like they they lost me forever ago and as much as I've had to follow baseball when I was doing all the national stuff and the and the Philly stuff like I, I really don't follow it anymore. It's, it's not worth my time. They have to earn my time because there's too many different things that I've got going on in my life. There's so many other things I can watch for entertainment. You're competing against Netflix. You, you don't want to believe it because it's not a sport. But if I'm turning on the TV, I, I'm only putting one thing on. And I'm not putting baseball on over anything I can do on Netflix and until they give me stories and players to care about and a more dynamic game, I don't care. They don't have an ownership that has the vision to do that, and so I just – I really count baseball as dead. It To me, uh, it's already I'll, dead.
0: I'll just be in the pool all summer. That's it. Like I, Well, yeah, whatever. enjoy
1: it. Enjoy it, I'll, man. I'll, get I'll tan because
0: really – <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Like And I want to watch baseball. I want to see baseball. I love baseball, but you know what? how oh, I looked at it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's coming up in a little bit, um, I, I'm always looking for new opportunities and how we can liquidate the company and, and make some money off of yeah, it. Yeah, uh,
1: no, it's, it, it's good. It's good.
0: Um, I have another idea for you. Uh, something about uh, they discovered mermaids. I don't know if you heard about this. What? But they, they did discover mermaids. I, I um, did not hear about this. We'll get to that in a little bit. That's okay. a tease for you. Um, You know what I realized, too, in New York sports that kind of tickled my fancy this week, Vince? What? Uh. And I want to ask you this, this straight up because I, you're familiar with my career very much. Yes. Um. Have I ever told you the opinion that I have that Daniel Jones stinks?
1: Yes, many. I, yes, many times. You, you are aware of that, okay?
0: Um. Valid
1: opinion, by the way.
0: But see, I've had many uh, reasons on it, right? Like I, I've grown my entire sports radio career trying to prove to people how Daniel Jones stinks so much, right? And I use different examples of, of, of how, you know, the giants don't believe in him. and Now he's very comparable to Jalen Hurts. And he's oh, all these different things of why Daniel Jones stinks so much. But but Vince, here, here's, the, here's the key. How would you feel if – because you can debate all those points, right? You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't care who you hear it from, that he stinks, right? It doesn't matter how much hardcore evidence I have that he's not good. What if Daniel Jones told you directly that he's not good? What if Daniel Jones admitted to you directly that he's not very good? You, 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 then you'd start to believe a little bit, right?
1: Oh, yeah. it's, it's much easier yeah. to believe as much as I already do.
0: Well, he he admitted that this week um, because he, I, you don't need me to say it anymore. Daniel Jones proved it to you this week, and it was all because of another player. I don't know if you saw on the news, but um, Tyler Murray, the start of this offseason for no reason whatsoever, deleted anything on his social media that was Cardinals related. Because he wants a contract extension going into year three. The same year going into year four. The same year Daniel Jones is going into, have I mind you. The the same draft where Kyler Murray was taken first overall. Where Daniel Jones was taken sixth overall. Where Kyler Murray deletes all his pictures, wants a contract extension, and sends out this goofy letter in the middle of the week stating that he wants an extension. Right? And... Kyler got mocked all week, and uh, but here's the point, Vince. He got mocked, and the, the the Twitter stuff was very immature. The Instagram stuff was very immature. The letters seemed a little immature. But here's the point, Vince. Hmm. You really can't argue with me that Kyler Murray's a franchise guy. You can't, right? Kyler Murray's a franchise quarterback. Whether you want to admit it or not, Kyler Murray is one of the top 20, 25 guys in football that there's a good 8 to 10 teams in the league that are searching for a guy like Kyler Murray. They are. So regardless of whether or not the Cardinals want to do it now or in six months, or in three months, or in a year, or in two years, they're going to have to pay Kyler Murray at some point. Because if the Cardinals let go of Kyler Murray, they're just going to be looking for Kyler Murray again once he's out the door. So regardless, Kyler Murray's going to get himself paid, and Kyler Murray knows that, and that's why Kyler Murray can can afford to put up a stink like this. Because as immature as Kyler Murray looks, and as stupid as Kyler Murray looks, and as many dumb opinions that we have on how Kyler Murray's been, Vince, at the end of the day, he's still going to get paid. He's still going to win this argument, so who really cares, right? Yeah. Notice how Kyler Murray is not okay with the 50-year option being picked up. Kyler Murray wants an extension now. The New York Giants Vince came out and told Daniel Jones and said it publicly, which is a little embarrassing for Daniel Jones, we are not giving the 50-year option to you. We are not giving you the 50-year option. And when Kyler Murray was was told that maybe we'll give you a 50-year option, but we're not giving you an extension. Kyler Murray put his foot down and said, I'm not showing up. I'm removing all my cardinal stuff from social media. I don't associate with this franchise anymore. Pay me, bitch. What did Daniel Jones do, Vince, when the Giants said, we're not paying you. Deal with it. Daniel Jones sat back and said, yeah, I don't deserve the money. Daniel Jones didn't even fight it. Daniel Jones admitted that, you know what? Yeah, I suck. I don't deserve any money. He won't even fight for an extension. And you know what, Vince? With the amount of support he has around one of the most delusional fan bases at all of sports, Daniel Jones probably could have gotten an extension if he fought for it this offseason. He probably could have. Now, he wouldn't have gotten Kyler Murray money. He wouldn't have gotten $50 million. But he probably could have got a nice $18 million a year. Because that's the going rate for a starter in the NFL right now. And Giants fans are so delusional. And clearly John Mara hears them. And John Mara loves this guy so much, he would have given Daniel Jones an extension. But instead… Daniel Jones admitted to all of you that he stinks because the debate here is not whether or not Kyler Murray deserves to be paid or kept in Arizona because he's got to get kept in Arizona. In fact, they should pay him as quickly as possible, Vince, because he's cheaper the quicker you pay him because the quicker Lamar Jackson signs an extension, the quicker Baker Mayfield gets an extension, the quicker all these guys get signed is the, the more money it's going to cost to re-sign Kyler Murray. But we know for a fact that Kyler Murray is a franchise guy, right? What does Kyler Murray do, right? That's the point, Vince. We know for a fact Kyler Murray's a franchise guy, yet Kyler Murray gets hurt often. Kyler Murray has turnover problems. Kyler Murray's only been to the postseason once, and he absolutely wet the bed the one time he went, right? He made a business decision last year in the postseason by in the second half of that Rams game. He stopped running the football. He didn't want to get hurt. Stopped because he knew he was going to go into a contract extension, right? And he did all this stuff, yet we know when he's healthy, he's a franchise guy. What does Daniel Jones do? Well, he doesn't win football games. Well, Kyler Murray does. Okay, turns the ball over a lot like Kyler Murray does. Um, Daniel Jones doesn't go to the postseason, doesn't sniff the postseason, and isn't able to make business decisions because he has no ability to because he's never going to have the confidence to know that he's a starter or not. So, Vince, I can sit here all day and and give you different takes of why this coach, why this GM, why this guy doesn't believe in Daniel Jones and and give you a million reasons why Daniel Jones. And I will keep doing that for Daniel Jones' entire career until it's proven that he is not an NFL player and he was a mistake as a draft pick. But why do I have to keep doing that when Daniel Jones literally proved to all of you by himself this week? Kyler Murray, the guy who got drafted in the same draft as him, stood out and said, Screw your fifth year option. I want a contract extension. And Daniel Jones just sat back and said, You know what? No, I don't deserve to get paid. That's my point, Vince.
1: Yeah. I mean, look. Th- Daniel Jones has never shown greatness. That's the simple fact of the matter. Kyler Murray has, and Daniel Jones hasn't. Look at Saquon Barkley, right? Saquon Barkley. He got a fifth-year option. They're shopping him right now, but he got a fifth-year option because – He showed greatness. His rookie year, he showed it. And they go, okay, he was great. He's had some injuries. The team's bad, whatever, whatever. But for all the problems that he's dealt with, bad quarterback, bad offensive line, weapons problems, everything that the team's dealt with, Saquon's dealt with those things too. He got a fifth-year option. Daniel Jones did not. So when you've got the same circumstances, same offense, same turnover, one guy's been hurt way more than the other, and he got the extension. Why is that? Because he's shown greatness. So that's the problem. Daniel Jones doesn't have leverage because he's never done anything great. He's got to sit there. He's got to hope. And, and the the luckiest thing for Daniel Jones is that this draft class for quarterback sucks. Because if it didn't yeah. suck, he would he get replaced.
0: Someone. Yeah. Giants would to be forced to take someone. And, and that's the point, though. is like you see Kyler and Daniel Jones, right? Their careers haven't overall spanned them. Now, Kyler's had more success, and we've seen more overall in the field. But when you look at the basic headlines around the careers, right, Kyler's had midseason failures. He's collapsed mid-year, midway through the years. He's had extended losing streaks, right? He's had late season collapses. He's made business decisions in big games, right? He's turned the ball over a lot. He's had times where you don't feel super confident in him. But you know Kyler's a franchise guy. He took a three-win Cardinal team. What did the Cardinals have around him? Until this year, he didn't have a solid offensive talent with him. Until DeAndre Hopkins. Who did Kyler Murray ever have around him? Seriously, right? Didn't have a tight end until he had it hurts, right? His running game was never that great until this year. Uh, seriously, his defense was never really that solid. His offensive line was never good at all, right? Yet, Kyler Murray was, was, a, was a franchise guy. We knew Kyler Murray was able to take the Cardinals from a three-win team to a ten-win team, right? Daniel Jones has had more offensive weapons than Kyler Murray's ever had, and where the heck is Daniel Jones brought the Giants?
1: Not there. And and that's it. It's just it's you're stuck with them. It's a transition year and there's not much else they can do, because think about it. Right. Like, here's how bad it is. You have two picks in the what the top five.
0: Yeah, you could easily move
1: up. Is there any conversation about moving up? No, because there's not anybody worth moving up for. So it's like, all right, well, we might as well ride with Jones and then see who's available next year, because honestly, they're going to lose a lot of games this year, too.
0: Here's how low on the totem pole Daniel Jones is, too. Because as much as we're talking about Kyler Murray, how we know he's a franchise guy and how we know you have to extend him and how we know he's he's he, he's going to get a deal at some point, right? I can rattle up a list of names that are, that are automatically way better than Kyler Murray, right? And, and Kyler Murray, we still know, deserves an extension. We still know he's a franchise guy. But I'll give you Allen, Mahomes, Lamar, Burrow, Herbert, Hertz, Baker, all guys that I know are, are debatedly or at least at even stake with Kyler Murray right now. And there is not a debate in the world that Kyler Murray deserves an extension. There isn't. No. All those guys, all those guys have been to the playoffs. Um, only two have been paid, but you wouldn't even question any of those guys getting extensions, would you? Right? Josh Allen got paid. Mahomes got paid. But as soon as Lamar gets paid, you're not going to question it. As soon as Burrow gets paid, you're not going to question it. As soon as Herbert gets paid, you're not going to question it. Jalen Hurts. If the, if, the, if the Eagles don't get Russell Wilson, the next smartest thing, the next fi- biggest financial decision they're making is re-signing Jalen Hurts. Right. Baker Mayfield, if he got extended this offseason, would you be that shocked? You wouldn't, because the Browns have never had a franchise quarterback in the last 30 years, and here's your guy. Kyler Murray, you wouldn't be surprised. Daniel Jones, the whole football world will be turned upside down if you got extension. Yeah. Daniel Jones knows it because Daniel Jones not even fight for it, right? And what do all those guys do, right? They all win regular season games. They all have playoff success, maybe questionable. But weeks one through 17, all those guys win games. All those guys are competitive. As me and Taylor know, all those guys cover spreads, right? J- Jones doesn't even do any of that. Daniel Jones, we have no idea at all. Everybody's questioning why he would get an extension. And that's my thing, Vince. You took him sixth overall. I need to know going into year four that you're my guy. I need to know going into year four when you're taking the top 10 of a draft that I can, whether I'm going to give you an extension or not, I need to know that I am 100% on you getting an extension. That that I have no, I have, whether I can afford it under the cap or not is irrelevant. I need to know that I am super confident in giving you that extension and knowing that you're my guy. The Cardinals know that with Kyler Murray. The Giants franchise has admitted. That's, enough. That's enough. It's enough for me.
1: And it should be because, look, there's tiers to paying a quarterback, right? There's the guys like Kyler and all the guys that you mentioned. Those are the top guys, which means whenever they're up for a contract, they become the highest paid player in football. It's just how it is. It's a game of leapfrog. They all get paid. They get paid to be at the top. Then there's that other tier of guy but Kyler that gets. In my class. Well, yeah,
0: and Kyler's. Tyler in that class. I put him at the if anything, he's at the low end of that class.
1: Yeah, but he's in that class. He's going to get paid like that and you go, Yeah, this is just the cost of doing business. It is what it is. He's he's gonna make yeah. at least forty five million dollars a year. Daniel Jones okay. is clearly not that kind of guy. He's nowhere remotely close to that kind of guy. He's in yes your, or no. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yes or no. We should know we should know that by now. Oh, yeah, it's it,
1: it's abundantly obvious by now. He's not that guy yeah. because he's never shown anything great. And if he did, all those guys automatically get the fifth year option and he didn't. So that and that's deserved. Like, what what is he going to get paid even if they did extend him? Yeah, it's like a Ryan Tannehill deal. Yeah. You know, 18, you're getting like, 18 to yeah, 25. exactly. Which is a sign of saying, basically, you're not that good, but we haven't you're been able enough. to find a young guy that can replace you. And so we will pay you for two or three years to be not that awful. But he's still, I wouldn't even say he's not that awful. I mean, I just think he's bad. Bad.
0: Basically, Vince, Kyler can go to the Cardinals and say, You were a mess. Now I'm here. Now you're not a mess. Daniel Jones can't say any of that. He no. can't. Daniel Jones say, You were a mess. I came here. You're still a mess. I don't care about the offensive line or the weapons or any of that. You were a mess. I came. You're still a mess. You didn't do anything. We can lose with you. We can lose without you. Uh, Vince, I want to get into this before we wrap up the show another week. Okay. Um, they discovered in Japan a mummified mermaid. <laughs> um, it looks like uh, they've discovered one. It's a mermaid. Uh okay. it's Confirmed. Um, the mermaid's about uh, comes from about 300 BC. Um, and yeah, it's a mermaid. Uh, I don't know how it exists. Uh, If you look at the pictures online, it looks like it has the head of a a monkey and the body of a fish. What? But it does look real. Um, And currently, while the other affairs in the world are going on, I'll send you a picture of it. Don't worry. Don't don't start looking it up. I want to see your natural reaction.
1: All right. All right. All right. I'm so antsy.
0: As the uh, issues around the world are going on, it has come to the attention that Japanese billionaires are now bidding – over who gets to possess the monkey. The, the mermaid. And do you know why they're bidding over who gets to possess the mermaid? Because it's a mermaid. I mean,
1: it's a mermaid. No, of course. No,
0: not just that. They are bidding over who gets to get the mermaid. Because it is Japanese ancient folklore. That anybody who eats the skin, the, the flesh of a mermaid. <laughs> cannot die. <laughs> that you are basically you never die if you eat the flesh of a mermaid oh. therefore you have Japanese billionaires that are bidding over the body of this mermaid so they're just
1: sitting there and they're uh, like alright so what do you think salt and pepper do we do paprika is it ranch dressing uh, what's the right way to eat a mermaid you consult with all the, the top uh, professional culinary experts like isn't it crazy that in this day and age people will still believe some sort of fairy tale like that I mean it's it's you don't not believe like, this no, yeah it's it's crazy like I can understand in the sixteen hundred hundreds where you're like, yes, there's a tree in the forest somewhere with a magical fruit. Like, I can understand that. You didn't know anything. You live in a farm. You're covered in dirt. Like, you, you live in a hut at best. Uh, uh, fine. I, I get it. You're, you're a hill person. You know, everybody was just like hill people. It's fine. But now, it, it, as a billionaire in the modern era, to be like, yes, I can eat this random fossil that we found and I will live forever is like the most insane. It's more insane than finding a mer- mermaid it's more My insane. Thing
0: is, the, the mermaid had to have gone bad by now correct
1: like well, there's
0: no way this mermaid is still right like it can't, it can't it, yeah no i, I don't know what the if
1: it eat. was dry aged mermaid uh i don't i don't know how they discovered it but if it was frozen in ice i guess maybe oh you, you, you think they preserved do it you clone do you try to clone the mermaid so you can eat it and we can all live forever is that the new business model is that the company that we should be if we're going to liquidate the company for anything we should liquidate it so that we can clone the mermaid well, and eat the mermaid and live forever
0: I think it would be great if you could live forever. So, I think you should liquidate the company and get get the bidding started.
1: Done. I I will do that. I'm happy to do that.
0: I don't know if you're at the position where you can liquidate Last Out Media for billions of dollars yet, because there are billionaires fighting over this. But I think if we pull enough together, money together between me, you, Taylor, and John, we can get up there close with that, right?
1: Yeah, I I think we can get in the neighborhood of a, a couple billion. That's pretty easy to do. I mean, we've estimated a, 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 so? a trill once or twice. Uh, yeah. Check was... your
0: check your phone right now because there's a picture of the of the mermaid. Oh
1: God, I gotta. Uh, see and I want to
0: see your natural reaction of this because okay. I, I just want to oh get approval God. that we're oh going to the bidding.
1: Oh my God, this thing looks horrific.
0: It's not exactly uh. Little
1: Mermaid. Oh my God! Not, not it's,
0: exactly.
1: The thing is like shrieking in pain. It looks like it's got like hands on its face. Like, oh my God, I shouldn't exist. And like, oh my God, wait. Uh, here's Help the thing. Forever, though. Hold on. Here's here's the thing that worries me about this that I find What's a little that, odd. It's three hundred years old.
0: I told I told you
1: that. Yeah. I but I find it hard to believe that a mermaid existed three hundred years ago in some capacity and we've never seen it before.
0: Well like, we're talking what? Seventeen twenty two? We didn't exactly have great documentation back then.
1: Uh we had good right? enough documentation that like a mermaid would have hey. made a mermaid would have been global news at like you if we so? oh if we found a if anybody yeah somebody in Asia found a mermaid at least it would be Asian news like everywhere Japan China Vietnam like Korea like all those areas whatever people are doing then you'd hear you'd hear about an actual mermaid being well th- found.
0: this mermaid looks smaller than than an actual it's not a human sized mermaid it, it looks like a monkey's head attached to a fish
1: it really does it's I mean it is shocking to look at because the tail is very pronounced it's not like it's oh well no if I mean if you're looking at a certain way like that is a clear is a clear like big uh, torso goes into a fish like tail I mean wow that is.
0: Are you considering purchasing this?
1: I have so many questions. Uh, I'm I'm not considering eating it because if anything, I would spend a lot of money to eat something that tastes like shit, and uh, and then it just ruins the value anyway. So I would I would rather just keep it if I were to buy it and display lucky it somewhere. Lucky
0: for you, I'm doing this uh, show from my house uh, virtually because we've gotten that uh, that privilege now. And lucky for you, I can show you outside of my backyard, Vince. I have a <laughs> smoker. Um, right there. All right. Yeah.
1: That's a nice little smoker you got there. I like so that.
0: I do believe, and I, I will admit I am pretty decent of a cook. I make some mean pulled pork, some good ribs on that thing. Oh,
1: okay. I, I, I don't I, believe I, it, but okay.
0: I, I'll bring it in at some point. Um, now you can, that's all I want. Some, I just want you to bring me now ribs. Now you're going to force me to make some pulled pork or some ribs.
1: It, I will gladly um, take payments in ribs. That's, that's good.
0: Now, Vince, it feels like um, we're going to have to buy this mermaid for billions of dollars. And we're going to have to put it on the smoker and I'll <laughs> split it. I mean, worst case, if it tastes awful, we live forever.
1: True. I mean, when the downside is living forever, I guess it is worth it.
0: It's not a bad bet, right? It's not. That's the downside to this. You have oh to my live God.
1: forever. This is so unbelievable, though. I just, I like, I'm always fascinated by fossils and all that kind of stuff. To just, to see this thing and it's being treated seriously, I'm stunned.
0: Are you amazed that every week I come up with a new story that you haven't heard of that I found?
1: It's pretty, and we come up with basic pop music that you've never heard of. It's uh, it's an amazing trend that we've got going on here.
0: I I find it fascinating about myself. I, I'm I'd be a great case study in like those hospitals in Vienna where they study the most crazy people in the world. <laughs> I'd be a great case study because I know everything you could possibly know about sports and rock music. Yet when you play the most popular stuff that goes on in the world right now, I'm clueless.
1: Yeah. It, it is fun. I, you find your bubbles. It's like, oh, I can tell you the height and weight and what college some random guy in the NFL went to. But yeah, if you want to tell me about how to do the Heimlich maneuver, uh, you're going to die. Like, I just I don't know what to tell I, you. I'm,
0: But I, I'm also a medical professional, so I can do the...
1: Uh, You'll have to teach me then. I, I have no idea.
0: You know how to do the Heimlich maneuver.
1: I don't. I, when when was I supposed to learn geometry? You should,
0: as the as the owner of a business, you should know how to do that. I feel you like everybody
1: should know how to do that, but they don't. Te- like you have to go out of your way to learn it, and I just haven't made it a priority ever until you I watch someone die in front of me. Uh, no, I I just know you like get paddles and you kind of is that the paddle one? Are you supposed to paddle for that? or You just push.
0: Sort of afterwards. I mean, it's more of the chest compression. It's just thing. the
1: the. P- and it's like staying alive that, is the rhythm. Yeah. There we go. And,
0: and clubs and clubs in Vegas. Okay.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: No one no one chokes. No one needs CPR at a Vegas club, I think is
0: is the answer. I mean, I can't I can't give you fact on that, Vince. I can't. Well, <laughs> good to know that we'll be purchasing them. What have we discovered this week? Uh baseball stinks. Uh, me- media members basically prove to you they don't watch baseball to begin with. Um Daniel Jones also stinks. Uh, he's proven that to you very abundantly clear. Um, and mummies, uh, mermaid mummies exist. So, yeah, good show. Good show. We really broke down. Next week's the Big East, Vince. I'll be covering it. I think we're going to do the show on Wednesday of next week. I'll be covering the Big East, so very excited for that. Uh, that'll do it for another edition of New York Groove. I want to mention uh, some food for thought on the way out. Vince, the phrase OMG, the usage of that phrase can be traced all the way back to 1817. And I'll do it for another edition of New York Groove.